When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Okay, I have got, I must get a pair of these new glasses between Facebook and Ray-Ban. They're on sale right now. They're almost 300 bucks, $299. I mean, you have the money. I don't, but you have the money to get these. They're called Ray-Ban Stories. You're going to see them everywhere. They're going to be sold in lens crafters, sunglasses huts, wherever Ray-Bans are sold. The frames feature two front-facing cameras, and they're, you know, obviously for capturing video and photos. They sync with a companion camera roll app called Facebook View, where clips could be edited and shared to other apps on your phone, not just Facebook's own. There's a physical button on the glasses for recording, or you can say, hey, Facebook, take a video. <laughs> That'll go over good. Right in the middle of whatever you're doing. Hey, Facebook, <laughs> take a video. Be awesome. Be awesome. I have to have a pair of the Ray Band stories. <laughs> oh, they are available everywhere right now as we speak. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. <laughs> Okay, so I see where the Ray-Ban glasses, actually they're saying this is a big partnership, and we've talked about it before, where Facebook has been doing their studies on the glasses with augmented reality, right? So you go from live, looking through your pair of glasses, I'm looking at you, and then I could you know, push a button or say, hey, Facebook, let me see the video I recorded 10 minutes ago. Uh, and they play it for you, but you have a difficult time going back and forth between live and augmented reality and it screws up people's brains they have a tough time this is why i've said all along we all just need to start wearing helmets and the screen is your helmet glass and you have everything in front of you you have your phone you can do facetime you can do it all and it's right there i mean you're welcome that's all i'm saying you're welcome don't don't bend your head like you don't know what i'm talking about that's why that's why okay this is my belief Aliens are just, you know, people from the future wearing helmets. You know, when you draw the alien and it has the one big eye, those are just people from the future wearing helmets. Yeah, maybe it's just me. All right. I mean, I guess it probably is just me. So we'll just we'll just leave it there. Uh, welcome to Chewing the Fat. It is Fat Pile Friday. A sad news really coming from a new study on climate change and the effects on polar bears. Uh, it was published in the Royal Society Journals, and you know me. <laughs> you can't take me away from subscriptions to the Royal Society Journals. But the study found a 10% decrease in the genetic diversity of polar bears in the uh, Norwegian Svalbard over a 20-year period. So as the ice melts due to climate change, 
polar bears encounter fewer polar bears to mate with. So polar bears are just inbreeding. They're just doing business with their with. I aren't all polar bears? Isn't that do they are they that picky? As a polar bear, you're like, no, not you. No, you know, you're a cousin. <laughs> can't can't have you. I oh, I thought all those animals were kind of inbred that way. But you know, what am I? Am I a climate change scientist? No, I'm not. So they've turned to inbreeding, uh, and it's all because of climate change. And that's what the study of the from the Royal Society Journal said. So th- there's a drastic reduction in the genetic diversity, and it's, look, an actual fact to associate this reduction in genetic diversity with the loss of sea ice. Okay. So, I mean... I, is the loss of sea ice because of climate change? They will tell you yes. But I do believe that with the loss of sea ice, so there's less space to roam around, so you have less choices to choose from. So it's a matter of, well, she's here. So I don't know if it has to do with climate change or not, but it's also reported now that female octopuses throw things at males that are harassing them. I you know, I don't know if it was in the royal, whatever the, wherever the thing was published at the, uh, <laughs> where was the name of that thing? The Royal Society Journals. Yeah, I'm sorry, I messed up. With, I forgot about the Royal Society Journals. But this was not uh, published in uh, Royal Society Journals. It's just talking about uh, the analysis says that uh, octopuses off the coast of Australia are throwing shells (laughs) that hit other octopuses. And in most cases, it's females that do the throwing, often at males that are harassing them. Hmm. Okay. So the cameras captured fights. Oh, we've got video. Nice. The cameras captured fights matings and extraordinary behavior that the team calls throwing it's hard to know how best to describe it uh maybe we find out at octopusbusiness.com uh something like that it's just a thought the octopuses hold silt algae or objects such as shells under their bodies in their tentacles then angle their siphons and shoot a jet of water at the projectiles, propelling them up to several body lengths. (laughs) I have never seen that. This throwing behavior was known to be used for discarding the remains of meals or excavating dens, but the videos also revealed many instances where octopuses hit other individuals with thrown objects. So it could be a mistake. Could be there. You know, they're cleaning up and you're in the way. And out of the way. I'm just cleaning myself up here and throwing stuff off myself. <laughs> and it might be a way to say, hey, yo, male octopus, I'm over here. It might be like a mating call. I throw a shell at you, you come over, we do a little octopus business, and then you get the hell out. That's possible. We need a study.
No means no, Jeffy. So as long as we're on animal stories and it's Fat Pile Friday, I might as well. This story has been in the fat pile for quite some time. It's in one of the fat crevices, and I've been trying to get to it for a while, so I'm going to pull it out and tell you this story. The California mother that fights off a mountain lion with her bare hands to save her five-year-old son. Take that. So the mountain lion attacked her five-year-old boy. This was in Southern California, and a 65-pound mountain lion. And the boy was playing out back or near his house. And the mountain lion started dragging him. Dragged him about 45 yards across the front lawn. Started screaming. And the mother the mother is like, whoa, what is going on? So she runs out and saves the boy. Starts fighting the, the mountain lion. Awesome stuff. She ran out of the house, started punching and striking the lion. He finally let go of the kid. And they got away. And they took him immediately to the hospital. I mean, he suffered uh, injuries to his head, his upper torso. But it's a stable condition. He's going to survive. And then um, the officers showed up. And they started walking around the house. And they see a mountain lion crouching in the butches. Butches. It was either the butches I think that's what they call them in Southern California, or bushes is what most people call them, uh, in the front lawn, had its ears back and hissing at the officer. Yeah, he's dead. Thank you. They put him down, which is what needs to happen. Have a nice day. We're gonna we we're gonna we wanted to do a DNA test to make sure he was the one responsible. Okay, that's fine. If he wasn't, ah darn. What the heck? We're down a mountain lion. So after they they figured that this one was the right one, and it turns out it was. So they, the right one. And then they spotted another mountain lion in the area, and they were like, ooh, well, that might be the, that might be the one. And so they tranquilized it. They didn't, they used a little tranquilizer gun. I don't have a tranquilizer sound effect. They tranquilized it, and uh, then they realized, oh yeah, he's he wasn't the one involved in the in the attack. So they took him back out in the wild and set him free. So, I mean, good for mom, right? And it happens from time to time. There was the guy in uh, in Florida not long ago that fought off the bobcat that was attacking his dog. He went out there wrestled with the bobcat. He got hurt, man. The bobcat. <laughs> The bobcats are nasty, man. Those mountain lions, that's a big thats a big cat. Dragging your kid off, you got to come out and start punching that bad boy? He finally lets go? That's good for mom right there. Taking care of, I mean, that's take, that's taking, that ain't taking care of business. That's taking care of freaking business, man. You're messing with, you want to talk about mama bears? That's it right there, man. <laughs> what happened? I don't know. I saw something dragging my son across the front yard, and I wasn't going to have any of it. And she didn't. And good. And then, have a nice day. So I'm pretty sure that this mom wasn't wearing Raycon earbuds. Because if she was, I don't know that she would have heard the kid screaming out in the front yard. Now, she may have seen him and then, you know, obviously turned the whatever she was listening to off and gone out and rescued her son. Maybe that's what happened. I don't know. But the story said she heard her son screaming. So that means to me that she didn't have her Raycon earbuds in. Because if I have my Raycon earbuds in, I can pretty much close off the world. And that's one of the things 
I like about it. Now, with my new Raycon work earbuds, I love them. I honestly, I love them. I, I always are fought against uh, having uh, using the earbuds and talking on the phone with the phone microphone instead of you know talking, you know, putting the phone to my ear. But with these uh, Raycon earbuds, I, you know, obviously I try it and I take a phone call. It is awesome. It's almost like the phone is right to your ear. Technology is awesome. Raycon. Buyraycon.com slash Jeffy Work. Buyraycon.com slash Jeffy Work. So if you need a pair of wireless earbuds to take you from conference calls to solo work to Zoom meetings, the Raycon's E85 Work earbuds, definitely a game changer. The E85s aren't just great for work either. I mean, they're perfect anytime I use them. I, I forget I have them in. I'm walking around the house. I've got my headphones on. And that works uh, good both ways. I can, I know that I can listen to stuff, and it keeps me, uh, I can do whatever I want. I don't have to listen to the house, whatever else is happening in the house. And if I don't have anything on, they think you do. So they don't talk to you. You win both ways. It's awesome. Raycon earbuds. Uh, Raycon, buyraycon.com slash Jeffy Work. They've got a six microphone system that cuts down on environmental noise and ensures your voice is crystal clear on calls. It is really good. There's also active noise canceling for maximum focus and ambient mode for when you need to hear the world around you. You know, if you want to hear the family. Okay, fine. Use that. And uh, their earbuds boast a 32-hour battery life. So uh, that is another really great bonus feature. You don't ever have to worry about, you know, charging them every hour, every time you turn around. Uh, plus, they're super comfortable with a soft velvet finish and memory foam ear tips. And they, ha- they have all, you know, obviously they come with uh, the different size ear tips. So you find the perfect one so they fit perfectly in your ears. And you're going to want to wear them pretty much all the time. On top of which, Raycon has a 45-day free return policy. So right now, go to buyraycon.com slash jeffywork. You're going to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buy, B-U-Y, raycon.com slash jeffywork. You're going to get 15% off Raycons today. Buyraycon.com slash jeffywork. Before we go into the break room, I must talk just a little bit about our president and his speech yesterday, which was, to put it nicely, agonizing, okay? And I I know I try to steer away from politics, and and I apologize, but it was just so overwhelmingly agonizing. And then he went on in this speech to tell us to, and by the way, show some respect to flight attendants. And we're going to double the fines if you aren't masked on airplanes. (sighs) So he's given more power to the crossing guard flight attendants. And no one supports flight attendants more than this show. No one supports flight attendants more than this show. I mean, maybe, maybe you could find one person out there that supports flight attendants more than this show. But... Good luck finding them. But I'm just saying, as I've said before, perhaps the flight attendants could show a little bit more respect 
to the people flying on the plane. And then I'm talking about that today and I find out that, and I don't know that this is true, but if I find out it's true, I am really angry. So the lady that we talked about, I don't know, last week that smoked on the airplane that got kicked off that had a really long day. That's right. She said she had a really long day. She's taxiing up to the, to the gate and she just fires one of those bad boys up. And, you know, she gets taken off the plane and she gets fined. So I'm told now that not only is she banned from, and what, so that was Spirit she was on, right? And if, yeah, because we made, I made, you know, Spirit. Okay. So she won't be able to fly on Spirit again. I'm told that the airline cabal, the airline mafia, now says, uh, saying that she won't be able to fly on any planes now for any company because of that. F you so she screws up on one plane and i got it she throws you know you don't smoke on airplanes i got it i don't know how long they were on the taxiing out there on the runway i mean she has an addiction perhaps they should have sped up the pace a little bit and that's my point they leave you out on the runway out of the taxiing out there for hours and you're supposed to just take it you're supposed oh thank you may i have another so she lights up a cigarette and gets in trouble. Okay, so she pays the fine. She can't fly on Spirit again. Okay, great. No problem. But if the other airlines are going to ban her because of that, that is bull crap. Because that can't be right. That just can't be right. They, can't, you know, they cannot be allowed to do that. That's ridiculous. That's like saying, if I rob a store, let's say I happen to rob a, a Walgreens. Let's use that for example. Let's say I rob a Walgreens. I still get to go into a CVS. Maybe a Walgreens might say, eh, no, not so fast. You don't get to come in Walgreens. But CVS is still going to want my business. But if you look at it like the airlines, nope. Now I can't go into any pharmacy. Just because I robbed one pharmacy, I can't go into any pharmacy. Just because I smoke one cigarette on one airplane, I can't fly on any airlines. Come on now. Come on now. It's almost as if, and this gets me back to the president's speech yesterday. It's almost as if we don't live in America anymore. (laughs) Now, you may be listening to this podcast in another country, and you can say to yourself, oh, I don't live in uh, America, Jeff. You fatso. Don't you know that? I do, and I apologize, and I, and I, I appreciate that the country you live in is thumbs up. But this show emanates from the United States of America, and it's almost as if it's not the United States of America anymore. It's almost as if, I mean, you just think, how long ago has it been when you, if you, someone said, the president of the United States will say, it's not about your freedoms or your personal choice not about that you would look at them and say that won't happen that's america of course it's about freedom and personal choice (laughs) Uh, not anymore it's almost as if we don't live in america anymore isn't it all right i gotta go to the break room i need something cold to drink desperately Oh, Diet Dr. Pepper today, baby. All right, I know we're in the break room, but I'm still a little pissed about this whole airline thing. 
All right, so they're already blaming COVID for their downgrade in financial forecasts. Well, yes, but perhaps your uh, you know your new airline motto of "Don't do it." Maybe you just be a little bit nicer. That's all. Be a little bit nicer to people instead of being your crossing guard flight attendants. That's just what I mean. Look, like I said. And I, and I and I mean this. No one supports flight attendants. No one supports pilots. No one supports the airline in general more than this show. But there comes a time when you just have to say, I think you can quote me on that. All right. Thank you for listening to Chewing the Fat. It is Fat Pile Friday. If you're listening live, it is the 10th of September. 2021 um you can contact me uh with social media at jeffy jfr on twitter jeff fisher radio on facebook and instagram you can email me chewing the fat at the blaze.com you can always leave a voicemail at the fat line 214-735-9356 or you can you know by the way you can and my direct messages are open and i see last night where they were asking on Twitter, the social media account, DC Animated, at DC Animated, was asked asked a question, do you want Kevin Conroy to voice Batman, or would you rather have a new voice actor for the upcoming Caped Crusader series? Um, I replied, I was thinking more along the lines of me. So if you are uh, DC Animated, DM me. Get a hold of me. I just gave you a list of uh, ways to contact me. I'm here for you. I'm happy to be the new Batman in your DC animated series. That's all I'm saying. I'm happy to be your Batman. Okay. Good news coming out of Los Angeles, too. I don't know where they want me to record this new Batman, but if it's in L.A., the new report says the Los Angeles Police Department officers have been collecting social media info on everyone they interview. That's so special. And then... That's good. Keeping America safe. Well, at least Los Angeles safe. Not Larry Elder. <laughs> the candidate for governor. <laughs> oh, that was Venice, Jeff. That wasn't Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, even people who haven't been arrested or accused of anything uh, get asked information about what social media accounts they have during their field interviews. Oh. Really? Yeah. Each officer has field interview cards. Oh, that is so special. And they want to know the person's Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and whatever other account info they have. So apparently they've been issued a directive and they are reported that they're the only one doing this in the U.S. I find that hard to believe, but okay, we'll say that they are for now. Um, it's for use, of course, in investigations, arrests, and prosecutions. Really? Uh, they're using information that, you, that they gather as police against people? Huh. So, if this were still America, <laughs> oh, so silly. you'd be able to tell the police to... No, I don't have to give you that information. Right? You'd be able to tell them that. You'd be able to tell them the other thing that I was almost said too. 
and nothing would happen. But good luck with that in today's world. So there are some people that are concerned and trying to use that whole <laughs> that old Constitution thing. <laughs> oh, so dumb. I'm going to start talking about amendments and what free speech. <laughs> oh, man, it is just stupid. So apparently uh, there are some officers that have been accused of uh, filling out more cards for black and Latino people. Really? Okay. And that some officers also monitored people's social media accounts to for the use of the BLM LA or the say her name and F Donald Trump. Now they threw that in there. I guarantee that the F Donald Trump is the one that they're working on. They didn't they weren't working on the BLM or the say her name hashtags other than saying, "Oh, these are the people we're going to leave alone." Cuz I don't recall a lot of arrests coming from those BLM rallies. I could be wrong. Maybe they were. Maybe Officer Johnson was looking through Twitter hashtags and saying, oh, that's the guy I questioned on my field interview card yesterday. I mean, I, are they? who's cataloging them? Who's keeping track of them? Are they have little Polaroid pictures they're keeping of everyone so they know uh, who at 10258 Bill is? I mean, the, uh, uh, who's cataloging all that? That's that's a, that's a lot of information. That's the whole thing with the NSA, right? I mean, sure, they have all this information. Sure, they're listening. Oh, shut up. You're not doing anything wrong. You don't have to worry about it. But who catalogs it? And how do you get to it? And the, the actually, the argument is is that they do have the information. And it's not that they're that they have it and they're able to go, oh, hey, there's Jeff Fisher and we'll bring up all his information. It's like if they want to. If they pick Jeff Fisher and they go, ooh, we're going to pick him. And then they go in and get all, all the stuff that they have on you. Then that's the problem, especially if it's Jeff Fisher. <laughs> you don't want nothing to do with that guy. <laughs> Believe me. Okay. But anyway, so L.A. is safer than ever. You know that. And one of the reasons is is because of these field interview cards where they're collecting everyone's information so just things that are going to be happening everywhere around america now <laughs> do we still call it america well yeah i mean we of course we still call this america we still have courts of law i mean there's there's big trials going on we've got to get to uh i know it's fat pile friday and you know i don't want to delve into the ron jeremy trial although i do uh that's going on um uh, he's been accused of uh rape and the trial is He's going to jail for a long time. I mean, sure, he's a douchebag. I know he is. But he's a porn star. And the argument, that's that's his argument, right? That's his argument. Of course I was with these women. I'm a porn star. They all said it was okay. I'm the hedgehog. You kidding me? So, you know, that's going to get ugly because he was he's doing the same stuff. Uh, all these guys, all these douchebags have the same M.O. And he was doing this at this one restaurant. Apparently, there were several people that had the same thing happen to them. Kind of like, remember how Harvey Weinstein had that same MO? Where he'd come up and he would come out of the shower naked. And he would, oh, hey, you want to watch me shower? I got to get back in. The same same kind of stuff. Ron Jeremy would say, oh, 
uh, I know the people here. You can use the bathroom in the back through the kitchen. Or he'd say, oh, you want a quick tour of the kitchen? And then he'd get him in that back bathroom. And, uh, you know, it's just do bad things. And then you have the R. Kelly trial going on. Another douchebag. Big trial going on. And then you've got the uh, Gitmo trial with the terrorists going on down there. And is it me? I mean, I guess it may be a military trial that's different. But they were, I was reading a story where they were questioning the judge. So the fourth judge to preside over hearings of this 9-11 case, Air Force Colonel Matthew McCall. He took over the case earlier this week. And he, the U.S. Court of Military Commission Review, which oversees the Island War Court, handed down a ruling that shot down defense claims the Pentagon had unlawfully influenced decisions on which judge should preside over the case. Okay. So McCall, the judge now, was grilled by defense and prosecution on Wednesday as part of the voir process. We're questioning the judge as part of that? I And he was asked about his personal experience on September 11th. I guess he, he was born in Hawaii or something. And I, I don't care. He's a judge. Why are we questioning him? Plus, these guys are terrorists. Do they deserve a trial? Really? I mean, we've had them down in Gitmo for quite a while now. And then we've tortured them. We've done everything. I mean, we either leave them there or we let them go back and be part of the Taliban and run Afghanistan. Oh, wait, that actually happened. <laughs> Never mind. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Well, as I said earlier, it is the 10th of September, 2021, which makes tomorrow, September 11th, 20 years since America was attacked. Uh, incredible. So much has happened in those in these past 20 years. I mean, so much has happened throughout everyone's life in the last 20 years. But before September 11th, 2001... The U.S. had been cutting military spending at the time of the attacks. Spending in the military as a share of the GDP had declined to less than one-third of what it was during the peak of the Vietnam War. And uh, that changed. Military spending doubled to $700 billion in the decade that followed 9-11, about 20% of the total government spending. In 2001, the Defense Department had about $181 billion in contract obligations to 46,000 companies. All right, that was in 2001. In 2000, and by the way, in today's world, they better all damn well be vaccinated. In 2011, it had 300 and set 10 years later, it had 
$375 billion in obligations and 110,000 plus contractors. Increased military spending by the government turned the Washington, D.C. area into the country's hottest regional economy. I mean, when you went to D.C. in those years, all you saw was construction cranes, man. They were building. It was busy. U.S. military spending as a share of GDP has now shrunk since peaking in 2011, but the booming homeland security industry it helped create, I mean, that's a permanent fixture in the economy now. And also, just as a side note, speaking of being vaccine, uh, vaccinated, uh, tomorrow, the 11th of September, Saturday, also marks 18 months since the World Health Organization declared COVID-19 a global pandemic. So we got you know that, that for too. But remember, before September 11th, 2001, uh, we had movies like uh, Independence Day and Armageddon. I mean, Armageddon showed the destruction of the World Trade Center. The, after 9/11, they actually took that out of the of the DVDs and stuff. You can get it today, and what they show on TV if you watch television, uh, they don't show that part uh, unless you have an original copy like some of us do, of the documentary. And, uh, and he's, they also say in the movie, uh, Saddam Hussein is bombing us. Yeah, with the, <laughs> when the asteroids first start coming in. I love that movie so much. It's one of my favorite movies, Armageddon. I freaking love that movie. Anyway, I start <laughs> talking about the wrong stuff. Good stuff, man. That movie is tremendous. And... Don't shit bend your head like no. That movie is great. Harry Stamper, the man. The man. They saved the planet. Harry will stamp. Harry will do it. He doesn't know how to fail. And he doesn't. He does it at the end, man. He saves the planet. <laughs> okay, that's all I'm saying. But so. <laughs> and but then we couldn't do that. We had to, you know, we couldn't do any 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 movies that uh, showed any annihilation of U.S. cities or anything like that. We had to start, you know, making movies like uh, uh, what is it, Lilo and Stitch. Ugh. And uh, and in that movie, they also and I didn't know this. They had swapped out a sequence of Stitch in an airplane weaving through buildings with a little guy, uh, they put him in a spacecraft flying through mountains. Don't look at, don't go, that seems fair. Does it? All right, fine. But then during the 2000s, we had the Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter and, uh, you know, Dark Knight and the Avengers all took over the box office, providing viewers with, uh, you know, stopping evil and uh and then they don't even get me started on how they had to change some of the heroes for the woke crowd but that's what we what we got right and some uh some tv and film directly referenced the attacks from united 93 and um uh, some of the post 9-11 shows 24 uh, that was huge at the time was criticized for glorifying and legitimizing torture in the pursuit of counterterrorism. Not by real Americans, it wasn't. What the show was <laughs> what the show was criticized for was like um 
how about you make it a little more real? You know, I mean, there were some things in there that Kiefer was doing that you're like, eh, that doesn't seem like that could really happen. But it was huge at the time. And now we have the, you know, Godzilla and King Godzilla versus Kong, and we're killing cities. We don't care. Doesn't matter. So we're past that now. That's fine. You want to destroy cities? That's fine. Don't worry about it. But it's been, I was thinking about so much is. So much has happened. In the, think of the, just the technology changes alone in the last 20 years where you were at, if you're alive, if you were alive. You know, I was, my daughter was asking me about Afghanistan the other night, and uh, I was like, well, yeah. And I, I started talking to her, and then I realized she wasn't alive. <laughs> I mean, she obviously knows the 9-11 story and i don't shield her from watching i know we're supposed to shield our kids from watching the devastation of 9-11 with people jumping out of the buildings and our buildings being attacked no that really happened we all sat there and watched it in real life it was horrific that's what pissed us off to begin with so i don't feel like i need i don't don't look don't look honey that's real life don't look at that Look at Lilo and Stitch flying through mountains in a plane. No. I mean, she could look at that too. I don't care. But but she was asking me, so I forget what it was, but I just had, I was, I was like, well, the first words out of my mouth are, what are you, stupid? But then I realized I probably shouldn't say that. And so I took it back. I said, sorry, no, I'm just joking. Dumb. And, uh, <laughs> and then I realized she wasn't even alive. So, so many people. I weren't even alive to feel what America felt like then. And we've come, in some ways, we've come a long, well, in all ways, we've come a long way. In some ways, we've, it's been great. I mean, the technology that we have is outstanding. But a lot of people now are using that technology for evil (laughs) some may think it's a problem i don't another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So you know when you see the headline Scarlett Johansson replaced by Brie Larson in a Disney movie you know that Disney is saying hey Scarlett remember when you were bitching about not getting all the money from the streaming deal and now you're suing us and you're big mouth and you're moving around get out have a nice day we're sick of seeing you I mean they're just picking a fight with her and I don't think that's a good idea because I'm kind of originally I was kind of on her side. I mean, kind of on Disney's side, which 
I know, against the big corporation, the muckety-mucks and Disney, and they're screwing the little guy. But she's not really a little guy, but she is in this case. You know, Disney, to me and Disney, that's like Disney stepping on a bug. But at least Scarlett is, you know, looked at as a human to Disney. But they've been, they've got a deal with her with this upcoming Tower of Terror, all right, which is part of she's supposed to produce and star in it but now disney is like not so fast we're thinking about maybe cutting it we're not sure what we're gonna do one of the things we might do is we'll go ahead and let brie larson do that whole thing and you just hit the bricks okay take care (laughs) and the thing is is that I don't know that she lets him get away with it, and she shouldn't. I know she's pissed about the streaming deal, but I originally I feel like she should have known. But when you start reading and seeing what actually happened and how Disney did it, it was kind of sneaky uh, the way they did it. And to be fair, I feel like they could have given her the right cut and been – and said, look, you know, hey, we did this. We took it from theaters. We're putting it on the streaming. I know your deal with us is uh, is part of the theater and not the streaming. But because of the pandemic and all of this, well, you know, we're going to give you a cut of this as well. And this is what we're going to do. I feel like, you know, they could have done that. And maybe they did. Maybe we'll find out when the wash comes out. Maybe they did. And she told them to get bent. I don't know. I know the world likes Scarlett Johansson. I'm not a big fan. Although, put side by side, Scarlett Johansson and Brie Larson, woof, you got to go with Scarlett Johansson, right? Because Brie, man, you want to talk in real life? A nightmare. I mean, I like her work. <laughs> I like, uh, like a lot of her work, but real life? A nightmare. And I, Scarlet is more or less of a nightmare. So maybe I, I, I'm rethinking the whole thing. Screw Disney! Bastards! And then I see Steve Martin doing a tour. Of course, he's, you know, hawking his new show, uh, Only Murders in the Building, which is really good. I enjoy watching it. It's on Hulu. And make no mistake, he's doing these tours and he's on with Howard Stern because Hulu is out promoting the new show. He didn't, Steve just didn't decide, you know, hey, is Howard on today? Like every day, I'll stop by and say hello. No, he's on a promotional tour. But he told he told Howard about a story, a meeting Elvis Presley, and it's a I mean it's, it's a really cool story. He talks about uh, meeting uh, meeting Elvis, and he was going to see Anne Margaret, and you know Elvis and Anne uh, were serious business. Uh, for quite a while so he said it was back in 1971 he was well i mean elvis has been dead for 44 years so it had to have been before that and uh, he was backstage and he uh he said i just opened up for Anne margaret and i knew elvis was coming to see Anne margaret and he says because they were friends uh-huh but and according to the story, I mean, he brought Priscilla with her, so this was this is his way of saying I'm not really. Ann and I don't have anything. We're just friends from the movies, really. Come on, Priscilla, you can come to the show with me. But in real life, oh yeah, just want to see you anyway. So he's uh, backstage. He knows Elvis is coming. He says, "I leave my I leave my 
door open backstage hoping to see Elvis. And uh, he says that uh, I see a beautiful woman walking toward me, and that's Priscilla. And then Priscilla moves aside, and there's Elvis, all in white. He looked great. He had a huge buckle. And Elvis then walked up to him and said, Son, you have an oblique sense of humor. (laughs) And uh, Martin says, which is actually pretty accurate. And that was our bonding moment. And uh, Elvis said, Hey, want to see my guns? And so they got naked together. No, that's not the guns Elvis was talking about. Elvis was talking about his actual guns. And so he had three guns on him. And he was he, uh, he was very safety conscious, says Steve. So eventually I'm holding all three guns. Elvis is holding 18 bullets. And uh, he said Elvis had this huge passion for guns. He was known for giving guns away. And uh, he was, I mean, I guess he owned about 32 handguns and a shotgun and a machine gun throughout the course of his life. I mean, you got to have something to shoot the TVs out with, right? And uh, so Ed Steve talks about, uh, you know, loving Elvis and meeting him backstage with Aunt Margaret. And he's, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of the new show, Only Murders, happened in this building. I think that's the title of the stupid show. Only Murders in the building is the title of the show on hulu really good i remember because i thought yeah it's got martin short who was great selena gomez i can't figure out if she's acting bad or bad acting but she's in it that's for sure and you know she's okay but that leads me into howard stern now i'm a fan of howard stern I'm, you know howard is howard stern my gosh it's howard stern hello but he uh, apparently it's being reported that he blasted opponents of the COVID-19 vaccine the other day, stating that nut jobs are trampling on his freedom to live. Okay, when are we going to stop putting up with the idiots in this country and just say it's mandatory to get vaccinated? See, I almost feel like that's when I say shut. Well, that's when I say, well, you can shut up and get vaccinated. That's what you that's what, what you could do. I almost feel like that's Howard's way of saying, just shut up and get vaccinated, not really meaning it, you know, meaning the opposite. So according to this, he said, I remember when I went to school, you had to get measles vaccine. You had to get mumps vaccine. (laughs) Maybe he means it. Maybe he means it. Yeah. You know what? I am sick. I'm sick of people thinking that this is about freedom and personal choice. Because it's not. Okay? This is about you bastard unvaccinated people. That's what this is about. And I'm sick of you. Okay? I'm sick of you. Sick. Sick. I'm almost sick to death of you. Okay? It makes me sick the way that we're being divided between the unvaccinated and the vaccinated. And I got news for you, Mr. President. Just as a reminder... Um, we do remember Afghanistan. You're not gonna, you're not gonna just jump in and make us forget about Afghanistan. <laughs> no, we remember how much you bungled that deal. Okay, this doesn't you taking away our freedoms. No, that's one thing. Okay, but we're not gonna forget about Afghanistan. Wait, does that really work? It just really makes me angry. I'm gonna step back for just a little bit. Calm down. I see where... We'll move on. I'll move on. I see where in India, they're going to start delivering vaccines with drones. Why are we doing that? Another thing, we don't... And I, you know, look, India's got a lot of places that 
are hard to reach. So, uh, you know, it's easier just to send in the drones. But uh, I'm, I'm wondering why we're so concerned about people getting vaccinated. Why don't we? He talks about the availability, or he, they, talk about the availability. Why, why are we not making it available for our doctors to give the shot? Why do I have to go to Sam's Club or Walgreens? I know we made the deal with them, but we should make the, doc, the doctors. He told the doctors yesterday to call their patients. He told the doctors yesterday, call those bastard unvaccinated patients of yours and tell them how important it is to get vaccinated and get them out there to get vaccinated. That's pretty much, that's darn near a quote from the president. Why didn't we make that available? Maybe, I mean, I guess refrigeration. Probably you have to keep the the vaccine refrigerated at, uh, you know, minus 8 billion degrees or something for two days and then take it out and let it heat up to minus 9 billion before you shoot somebody in the arm with it. I don't know. I guess there was a reason. But it, it didn't make any sense to me why... My doctor or your doctor wouldn't have it available to you. But if we're delivering vaccines by drones, I mean, let's pick up the pace here in this country with delivering stuff with drones. I want stuff delivered to my house now. When I, Amazon.com, Crest Toothpaste, I want it at the front door that fast. I want the drone. I want it there. I don't want to have to wait two hours. (laughs) Ha! Since I live in an Amazon hub area, I mean, they, it'll, <laughs> it's almost, and it's here, man. So if they if if they have it in their warehouse here, which most of the time they do, it's here. And you can have it here in two hours. Amazon.com, yeah, I need some Crest toothpaste. I had to wait one hour and 45 minutes for my toothpaste. I don't want that. This is America. This is This is still America, isn't it? You know, that's the question of the day. Started yesterday afternoon for some reason. This is still America, isn't it? Let me think about that for a little bit. Oh, no, we're done. I'm, I'm done. It's going to take me a long time to think about it. If you're still hanging out with me, Fine. No problem. I appreciate you listening to Chewing the Fat and everything, but it's going to take me longer than that amount of time to think if this is still America or not. So go ahead. Get out of here. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.